0: this is Michael Bosey. Welcome to Marketing Without the Marketing, where I try to teach you everything that I know about soft touch content marketing 10 minutes at a time. And if you've been following along, you know that I've been in the middle of what I call the social media strategy series, where I go platform by platform, strategy by strategy, just, you know, trying to find out for you if a particular platform or a strategy is going to work for you or your business. And for those of you who have been following along, I really appreciate all the attention. Uh, just been getting a ton of downloads. So I'm going to assume that that means it's valuable to you, uh, not to mention all the comments that I've gotten. It's really, really gratifying to be helpful and just sort of cut through the noise and get you something that is valuable to you and that you can apply right away. Okay, so let's move on to the topic of today's episode, which is live video. Now look, live video is not new to the business world. I mean, people have been doing webinars for years, right? But with a bunch of new apps over the past, what, 18 months or so, uh, Meerkat, Periscope, Blab, um, Facebook Live, um, you know, this space has changed a little. So let's look at how that might affect your strategy. Live video has a lot of... advantages for brands, right? It can help you build an audience, it can be a platform to show your expertise in your sector, and even get you some live market research. Now all this stuff is hugely valuable and there are a lot of players out there, but here's the thing I'm betting on Periscope and let's cover why that is. There's two classes of video in general, right? There's sort of broadcast video and then group video. Now, group video probably had their origin in something like, you know, Skype, for instance, which has been around for a while, uh, now a Microsoft property, uh, and then Apple's FaceTime. Um, But, you know, as you know, if you've used these technologies, they're really good for one-to-one correspondence, but not that great for groups, right? So Google Hangouts, uh, you know, Google came along, built this, this app, Uh, seeing an opportunity to extend this to getting groups to be able to connect. And, you know, this is still a popular app uh, uh, that a lot of people use, But and it's good that you can record the sessions too. All these are really valuable. And then, of course, there was Blab, uh, which showed a lot of promise, but didn't last that long ultimately. And now they're in the middle of transitioning to something called Bebo, B-E-B-O, and we'll see what becomes of that. And you can see a lot of potential uses for each of these in a business setting, right? Uh, Not just among colleagues, but for, you know, focus groups uh, to do customer service or to reward good customers by making them feel, you know, sort of on the inside. I mean, companies can get really, really creative with how they use this type of video technology, this sort of, you know, get a bunch of folks in the same virtual room via video. But then there's the broadcast side too. And of course, this started with webinars, which I won't bother covering because, well, look, who in the business world hasn't been in a webinar, right? Uh, these technologies are still immensely valuable. Still, uh, you can get a group of people together uh, in a virtual room for a virtual presentation. I mean, uh, that's it, just obvious how valuable that is. But what I want to talk about is a little different and much closer to the ground uh, with your customers and prospects. And in a way, much closer to the ethos of social media and how you use it to build an audience, which is the thing that I like to talk about. And what I mean by that is this. uh, And if you've been following along with this podcast or my blog, you know that I favor social as the very top edge of the funnel. It's your initial meeting. Uh, with a prospect, right? A, A handshake, if you will. All that this serves is awareness. That's all you can depend on it for. It's sort of the first chance for someone to get to know you. And social is better at that function than anything we've ever seen in marketing. So let's look at live video, right? The brief history is that Meerkat was the first. Uh, Around spring 2015, they launched on Product Hunt, and there was a huge amount of excitement and buzz around South by Southwest. And Periscope, uh, just (laughs) after a mere few weeks, uh, took over. Uh, You know, Twitter tend to favor it in integration uh, with with their app. And then Twitter actually purchased the company outright, uh, purchased Periscope, that is. And I'm not sure that it happened in that exact order, but the time frame was very short. I mean, we are talking here a matter of weeks, not months. Um, What was it? About a year later, Facebook got into the game uh, with Facebook Live. You know, if you had to predict, you'd say that that will probably win because it's on Facebook after all. And that's, uh, you know, obviously the most expansive uh, social media network, but... There's also the risk that they'll temper its usability, uh, its usage, if and when it becomes popular, just like they did with Facebook pages. I mean, it used to be that 100% of your followers would see your page, and now that's down to about 9% uh, in in my data. And some people have seen it to be even only about 4 or 5%. In other words, Facebook, once it got popular, made business pages pay to play and They will probably do that with Facebook Live as well. Who can predict? If it gets really popular, a lot of brands are using it. There's no reason to think that that wouldn't be a lever that Facebook pulls. So this is why I'm betting on Periscope. Or if Periscope itself doesn't survive, then something like it. And here's why. My strong belief is that Twitter is still the best at building an audience out of the pool of people that you don't know yet. And... You know, for that awareness stage of marketing, that initial contact, that zero to one, it's still the best at this. Now, I covered this a lot in last week's episode, but the reason why is that they, meaning Twitter, they leave a lot of power in the hands of their users. They don't mess with your feed very much. It's kind of, you know, what you see is what you get. There are no barriers to connection and really, you know, no algorithmic tweaking of your feed. It's really kind of the purest stream, if you will. And the Twitter guys have stuck to this ethos from the beginning. Now, of course, that could change. And you should be wary of any third-party app in building your audience. But, you know, they've held this belief system since inception, and it, it really does seem to be hardwired. Okay, so this leads me to your strategy here, right? To decide whether or not something like Periscope is going to be worth it. Now... Uh, To that end, right, not trusting the third-party app, remember that the goal is twofold, right? One, you're going to want to drive awareness. That's why you're using this. And two, you're going to want to get them into the fold, which means at some point you got to get them back into your environment, your site, right? So that you own the audience, not them. Now, of course, you would expect me to say, do this with a very soft touch. You don't want to force it. But here's how that works with Periscope. First, connect it to your Twitter account. Super easy to do. Uh, When you're ready to go live, just click the little camera icon in the app. Put the location on, right? Unless, of course, you're wary about that for some obvious reasons. But to me, why not let people find you? So if I'm broadcasting from Boston, why not put it there? Because uh, maybe someone will favor that. Who knows? Uh, click the little chat icon to toggle who can chat with you, public or people you know. I tend to opt for public because I'm going for, you know, awareness. And I want new folks to come into the uh, into the group. But, of course, you could use this uh, for just people that you follow and that could be a way to make this a little bit more private. And then leave the Twitter post on so that your audience uh, already sees that you're online. I'll get into that in just a second. Now the weird thing is just before you broadcast is that the camera is actually facing out on your, uh, on your phone or your device, right? So just, I know this is a little strange, but just start the broadcast and then, you know, there's an option to flip the camera back to you if it's going to be you who's uh, broadcasting. Yes, this is a little awkward. And I think that they, I don't know, it seems that they want you to be broadcasting events, probably because that's more interesting to people than seeing a talking head ramble on about something, right? But that's how I use it. I ramble on about soft touch marketing. That's what I do, right? Okay, so now that you're live, if you're connected to Twitter, it will actually auto-tweet that you are live. So, uh, so that's good. Now there's like a little beacon out there that says, come and join me. I'm live on Periscope. All right, so how do you know what to talk about? Well, first of all, just obviously talk about what you know. Uh, something that you know very, very well, and maybe that you think that uh, you, you know, you have some insight that maybe others don't know in your sector, or uh, you know, remember you're trying to find new customers, new prospects. Uh, always keep it brief and tight. You know, it helps to do a little bit of planning up front so that you know what you're going to talk about. But just because you're broadcasting, don't abandon the principles that I'm always teaching about content marketing. Right? It's not about you; it's about them. Always. So keep that in mind with what you're going to talk about. Now, while you're doing this, invite people to participate because they can chat back at you in real time or they can give you little hearts uh, when they like something you've said. And this leads into one of the most valuable things about the platform is that you can use this for market research. Periscope is great for this. So here's how I do that. I kind of use it as a testing ground for my podcast, right? So I got an idea in a basic framework for a topic. And then I just go live with it in Periscope. And Periscope is less polished, so you can kind of get away with this, right? You can kind of think of it as a practice. You could do this for blog posts, for videos, for an upcoming presentation. And for me, I think of it as I get the chance to talk through an idea, so I get to practice in a way and sort of hear how this sounds in a live environment and have people comment and respond right? So I kind of do the same thing with an app called Anchor, uh, which is all about small audio clips. And I just find this type of two-way feedback to be super valuable for fine-tuning what the episode's going to sound like. And here's the thing. Sometimes they actually bring up things I hadn't thought of, right? And now the next episode of my podcast or blog or video or whatever it is for you is going to be better for it. So for you, You know, try putting a new idea out there, right? Something important to your sector, not about you or your business. So in other words, what are the new trends out there? Um, Is there anything controversial or up for debate uh, that people are talking about in your sector? Any new developments or uh, a look into what you think the future holds, right? These would be all great topics for you. Now, when you're finished, uh, the video gets saved in Periscope, and there's an option to share it via Twitter and other social apps. And for me, if I'm really proud of what I've done, I'll share it. If not, I'll just leave it on Periscope. You know, why not? Uh, And here's the thing. People will be able to view the replay, though, honestly, I don't see a ton of action on this. Usually, uh, live is where it's at. This is the thing that Periscope is best at. All right. So that leads to a big question. How do people know that you're broadcasting? Yes, I said that there was a tweet up front. But if you really want to get people there, you got to do a little bit more work than that. Um, It's really very simple, though. Here's what I do. I write a few tweets. Uh, So for instance, very simple, like I'll be talking about X topic on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Hope you can join me. Something that simple. Seriously. Uh, Include hashtags for the topic that you'll be covering, uh, just so that you can sort of send this out to people who are following particular hashtags that are popular in your sector, right? Now, how I set these up is I'll do one uh, of these tweets about 24 hours before I plan to go live, then set one up for three hours before, uh, one hour before, and then 10 minutes before. And this is very, very simple to do with, with any of the scheduling apps for Twitter, right? Hootsuite, TweetDeck, Buffer, uh, whatever you use, it's very simple to sort of schedule this. And when I do this, I can usually get, you know, a hundred or more people in the room. I mean, it's totally worth it. And you can see how it's really valuable to have a large Twitter following because, you know, now this is going to broadcast out to your Twitter followers and the folks who are, are, are finding hashtags. And it's another way that you can sort of leverage the audience that you've built on Twitter. Okay, so the last thing, and this is really important, you got to give them the next step, right? We're in the awareness stage. That's great. uh, But we want to sort of move them to the next step if they're interested, right? So for me, a simple thing is at the end of the broadcast, or maybe in the middle of it, I'll just state that I have a podcast and invite them. Just, you know, I just do it very lightly. So for you, that might be to follow you on Twitter, I mean, I always get some new followers after any Periscope broadcast, which is cool. Or maybe it's sending them to your website or really better yet, a landing page. Um, But for you, maybe it's something else. Just, you know, the big thing to remember is just make it one thing and make it super easy. No long URLs or, you know, any friction that you put up is, is going to diminish the return that you get on that. So that's about it. You know, this uh, uh, Periscope and other live broadcasting apps, uh, they give you the chance to connect with a new audience, showcase your expertise about uh, the topic you know about, get some market research, test out some new ideas, and it's super easy. So why wouldn't you try this? You know, just get in there, like anything, give it a try. You don't have to put a lot of effort into this up upfront. Um, and I found it to be a really valuable tool and uh, maybe you will too. All right, so I think I'll close it out there. And I hope that you found this uh, episode to be helpful. Uh, Maybe it'll give you a new thing to try. And like I said, look, you can try Facebook Live too, Meerkat. I'd love to hear your feedback on comparing the two. Hit me up on Twitter uh, or on the comment section uh, of this episode on on the show page. But, you know, I just really think that Periscope is the one that you should start with. It's the easiest to get going. And at least for now, it's the most effective for business purposes. I mean, look, it's going to be interesting to see how that changes. But stay in touch here and I'll keep you up to date. So very, very glad to have you as always. Uh, We'll see you next week on the next episode. And thank you as always for listening. Really appreciate it.